0: two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, 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 welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess Lisa Drennan, And today we have another special guest. I love it. We're having lots of guests on the show, and everyone has such a beautiful experience to share with you all with their own personal and entrepreneurial money story. Today we have the beautiful Tina Kish, business coach, author, speaker, okay? Look at all these things. From job to joy, I love that because so many people think that, you know. oh, I have to go to work. No, it should be fun. It should bring you joy, right? She offers tools and strategies to help individuals discover their passion, live their purpose, and create prosperity in their life. She has over 20 years experience in the corporate world as a talent acquisition strategist and a training and development professional. She is also the author of Freedom, and now Freedom is an acronym Seven Steps to Thrive in Life and Business and From Pain to Peace, a mother's heartbreaking journey through losing a child. As a business coach, she empowers newer, inspiring female entrepreneurs to create a successful business that brings them joy, freedom, and prosperity. That's so beautiful. Her mission is to empower women to maximize their potential, find freedom, and live more purposefully. So thank you, Tina, so much for sharing this space. We're so happy to hear all about your money journey, your story. I just am curious. I I know we've talked before about this, but our audience is hearing it for the first time. What is the... Acronym for freedom. What is this seven steps all about? Well, that's great. Uh, Thank you so much again for having me here today, Lisa. This is great. So, freedom.
1: uh, My book on freedom is really came from me on how do I find freedom in my own journey, and so I created this book. And the seven steps are faith, release, evaluation, energy, determination, optimism, and mindset. That I feel that those are really the critical steps. On how we can achieve freedom in our life. And it's really a lot of it is overcoming those barriers, our inner barriers to why we're not able to achieve what we wanna achieve in our
0: life. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was my thought
0: in that book. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, you know, with freedom comes so many different things and it can mean so many. It, when people hear the word freedom, I imagine an image comes into their mind of what that means for them in their life. Because so many things tether us and keep us like we're in a cage, especially finances, right? Money. I I hear lots of entrepreneurs, lots of individuals who are working a nine to five. They all, regardless of their income, they all have the same thought. Will there be enough money for me? Is there going to be enough? And we almost get into the scarcity mindset of, oh, I'm afraid to spend money because of this. So how have you personally integrated freedom into your relationship with money?
1: Yes, that's a very good question because I came from growing up with the scarcity mindset. I was raised in a family where money was the root of all evil. There's never enough money. We were a middle-income family. My mother was a stay-at-home. My dad was the primary breadwinner. And Italian immigrants, I was the oldest, the three girls, and I was the one that was the responsible, and I was the one that had a know it all, you know, and being the one that my sisters could look up to. But money was always around, it was always worrying about money. And my parents always taught that, got to save for a rainy day, which I do agree with saving. I do. I think all of us, and I call it an emergency fund. I call it whatever you want to call it. I think we do need to be intentional with our money. That's the thing. Instead of being, uh, you know, reactive, like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? I just got to do this. Well, have we been intentional? Mm -hmm. Do we, you know, so when we say save for a rainy day, my dad would always say that I would always think about Okay, it's good to save, but we're always coming from that we're not going to have enough. And that's why we need to save. We're never going to have enough. And so I was always with that mindset that there's never going to be enough money. Only the rich get richer. That was another thing that I I had that belief. Money was the root of all evil. No, it's not money the root of all evil. It's what do we do with the money? Mm -hmm. See, money is what? It's a piece of paper. It's, you know, what does money give us? Well, Mm -hmm. for me, when we have money, I think it gives us choices, it gives us uh, the security. And it also allows us to help others. What impact can we make, you know, with our money? So it's what we do with our money that I think is so important. So for me, I've had to do a shift in my own mindset that coming from abundance versus scarcity. So I surrounded myself with people that taught me about money and, and the mindset. And this is why, you know, in my book, I talk about mindset. And I ended it with mindset because in my book, I talk about money. And how the fear keeps us from, you know, the choices that we make with our money and with our life in general. And so for me, the relationship with money was scarcity for sure. But now it's I have that belief that money will come. I don't know how. But because I'm intentional and every day I take action and -hmm. believe in my value, believe in my in my gifts and talents. And I just having faith, because that's really my first step in freedom is I believe in myself I have that faith that it's going to be taken care of mm-hmm. but I have to do the work I'm not gonna just sit there and do nothing either
0: yeah and and so many like you know we hear manifestation um being thrown well just manifest that well okay let's let's have the intention yes but let's take the action because part of manifestation is the action steps and having a system in place to help you get there so what's your favorite way to manage your your money? so that it multiplies? Well, for me, I, you know,
1: I track everything. I also work with a financial advisor. I, you know, I look at my, I have goals. All right, so I have income goals. I have, you know, I know what my expenses are every month. I know what my income goal is for my business every month, every quarter. I, you know, and I look at it and then I evaluate, okay, where, what, you know, let me look at my money now and see, okay, what am I doing? But I look at it from... You know, every day I set an intention. Okay, what are the goals that I want to set out to manifest, to go out there and get more money? What can I do today? What value can I provide? What activities can I do? Action, it's all about action. So I, you know, my goal is, you know, every day, five to 10 actions a day of activities that are income revenue. I mean, Mm -hmm. revenue producing activities. What are things that I'm going to do today that can bring in that income, and I track. I track on Excel. Uh, for me, I'm an Excel um, user. I I track everything. That's yeah. the system that I use. Having systems is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is.
0: Well, yeah, and it it's like you know, in in my program, we have the the wealth activation roadmap, which is a system, and it's a simple you know keynote Excel sheet. Where you can look at it, you can open it up, and some of my ladies like to use a journal. So everyone gets a money journal when they when they join the program. But you know, and in this journal, we actually record our thoughts and what is it about mm. money. Write letters to money and things like that. But a lot of a lot of the girls like to draw out their map in pictures because they're very creative and use that. And one of my clients has a treasure map. She calls it her treasure map. So every week she dates money. She goes on this treasure map. And or treasure hunt and looks for like okay how did money multiply like where is it coming in and you know mm-hmm. doing all the rest of the things that we do with our with our money when we date it each week and it's really changed the rewiring the programming because so many of the things you know very I don't I haven't met one person who was taught finances growing up my grandmother taught me about finances when I was a little girl she taught me how to save and how to tithe. Um, to give oh, away money yeah. and the importance of that, um, and she was really good with money. But most people are like, no, we talking about money is taboo, and they grew up in a household where there was this scarcity mindset. I have to borrow from Peter to pay Paul, and you know, no, you can't have this. And when you think about that, we can actually we in our subconscious, all these thoughts come to play. So really thinking about. Our thoughts when it comes to money, it's the most powerful tool we have and thinking, okay, what can I do differently? So I know a lot of entrepreneurs, I had a phone call earlier with a woman who's overspending her income. She made a million dollars and has nothing to show for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, why? And it's, it has nothing to do with not knowing how to crunch the numbers. It has to do with this void. So, in your experience, when you first started the journey, did you have a disconnect that way where you were like, oh, money's kind of getting out of control here? Like, why do I have debt? Like, why am I overspending? Did you ever experience anything like that? Yes.
1: Yes. And I, you know, I had, there was a time in my life I had a huge credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even spending it on business, I was spending it on, Personal things because I felt good. I wanted it. I saw it. I wanted it and I bought it. Well, I incurred a lot of debt. And I think a lot of times there's a thing called emotional spending. You right. go out and there's a void that you want to fill. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so that again, do we need it? Because my dad used to always say, do you really need that? Think about it. Or do you want it? Well, do we really need another pair of shoes? <laughs> no, I want those pair of shoes. I feel good. Okay. I deserve that. Right. However, you have to look at, you know, like you were sharing about this woman, you have to look at, okay, this is what I have right now. Okay. Where's my money going? I have to watch where my money is going too, and it's not coming from a scarcity. It's, we have to, again, know where our money is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
1: so For me, yeah, it's, I think a lot of times our thoughts are like, well, I I need that. I want it. You know, I I think I deserve that. Now, I'm all about celebrating yourself and saying, you know what? I'm going to go out and get myself that today. Or let's say I'm going to go for, spend more money on a pedicure. This is something that I've done. I'll spend more money on a pedicure, a higher level. Because I say, you know what? I deserve it. Do I do it every week? Every two? No, I don't. But I think celebrating our wins, you know, when we have a win, I think it's good to celebrate ourselves. I think it really helps us. It boosts our our mood. And and just, I think we do deserve it.
0: Absolutely. Celebrating the wins and and focusing on the abundance, giving thanks is so important. And you had mentioned the fact of we have to track our money. I like to say we get to. We get get to to, yes, yeah. Because when you think about it, it doesn't matter how much money you make; it's what you do with it. You know, and that's my tagline. And the reason why is because since 1987, working with you know thousands of people in finance and insurance, everyone, regardless if they were multimillionaires or if they didn't have a dime to their name, they were so worried about money. And it's like if you just put a systems in place that. Works with you that's aligned with your values, and you mentioned buckets. I love the I love the money buckets when you set the goal, the intention. So I have my clients every month we set the intention, like, what are your three top goals for for the month of July? And then we actually reverse engineer it and draw it out and focus on that and then create action steps, daily action steps to take to meet those goals. Mm -hmm. And it's really a beautiful process. It gets you into the habit of dating money and saying like, we're best friends, we're partners, we're doing this together. And so many ladies get really anxious about, oh, this is too overwhelming. It's too much. And it's really like, what is that? You would mention emotional spending. And that's that emotions come through. So the thoughts create this feeling and yes. most people just kind of ignore it. Like, no, nope, no, nope, I don't have time for that. I don't know. And then it comes out sideways. You know, then we get tired, we get headaches, we get back aches, and then we go and spend and then it just mm-hmm. you just feel better. So there's like this cycle. What would you recommend for somebody to break that cycle using your freedom process?
1: Well, for me, I think, again, it's um, writing down for me. What's helped me is writing down, OK, why asking myself questions like, why am I doing this? Like, where is this coming from? Really identifying the again. What is the thought that I'm having? What is that feeling I'm having? I'm all about the whole mindset model that I teach, you know, is the thoughts, the feelings, the actions equals the results. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the results, go back to your thoughts. Right. You know, what are you thinking about money? You know, and I love the I date my money concept because it's something that my own business coach had said to me years ago. It's dating our money. It's treating our money, you know, well, not resenting it, not being anxious, not hating it, not avoiding it. Like those bills. I remember years ago, not opening up a bill because I said, I I know I can't pay it, so I'm not going to open it. you got to Address it. You gotta, gotta still pay your bills. So that was something years ago when I was having a dead. I was like, oh my God. So it's really, for me, what's helped is really writing down what is my feeling right now? Why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, but it's really, again, knowing where your money is, having those systems. I love the action, the buckets. And mm-hmm. I love what you were just sh- sharing a few minutes ago about what are your goals for the month?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are things that you want to do? And reverse engineer it. Like, uh, for example, my family and I are going to Italy in September. You need money with that, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are we doing? We're planning. We're, we're, we're. I'm looking at my money. Where's, where am I going to get this money from to pay for this? Okay, mm-hmm. so we're being intentional. Not like, oh no, I'm never going to go to Italy because I don't have the money. No, we are, we're going to.
0: Yeah, habit. To go. yeah, we get to go, we get to go and setting it we up. Like I, I have clients that will set up their vacations, their travel plans in the, like the, in, on December 31st, you know, those will wake up in the morning. They're like, okay, let's plan the next year. What are we going to do? What buckets do we want to create and creating yes. a bucket each month, you know, and whether it be a weekend excursion or, you know, we tend to be creatures of habit. So we tend to like to do things certain times. I know every August, my family and I had gone to the beach. Now we live at the beach, so we don't have to plan a beach vacation anymore because it's right here. Right. (laughs) Always on vacation. It's awesome. (laughs) Every day's a vacation. (laughs) And uh, you know, and I think we we have it on our bucket list to go to Europe. And originally we're gonna go in September, and we're we got some issues with some um my mother-in-law's has Alzheimer's and we're nervous. Like if we go, she might pass away. And then what happens? And it's like, okay, life is too short to think that way. You know, but when you have a partner, you know, a spouse that has this thought, like, well, I'm going to be gone for 15 days and maybe I should wait until the spring and maybe it'll be better. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So we, who knows? The intent is to go in September, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But setting the intent and then filling that bucket up, Right. And yes. allocating, like you know, Dave Ramsey says every dollar has a job, and so many people don't know what their monthly income is, let alone what their expenses are, or they're and only paying for their expenses. So creating this map, this this portfolio that you get to see, like, oh, this is where it's going, and asking yourself, is this a need or is this the want? When you when you were younger, you know, because we're not all perfect with money. I mean, I date money, we get into fights. Sometimes we do silent treatment. Sometimes we're like bugging and kissing. (laughs) Other times I'm like, where are you? Why are you late? Why'd you make Uh me wait the last minute? What's going on here? (laughs) So earlier earlier in your life, I mean, what was the very first time you met Money? How old were you? And what was that experience like?
1: Oh, I met Money when I was 16. And because, uh, no, actually before that, I had a newspaper route. I also worked um, two jobs in the summer, Uh, One was a secretary and one was working in a library. I was always looking because I was always motivated by money, you know, because, again, remember, money was scarce in our household. I got the clothes that my dad and my mom told me to buy, but not I didn't have choices. So when I started working, that's my first taste of freedom because I got a paycheck. I got to see money. I got to uh, say, oh, I'm going to go buy that pair of pants. I'm going to do that. And I feel good because I deserve it. So I've always been motivated my money. I've always gone to jobs. Okay, that makes more money. That makes more money. But I wasn't looking at the quality Mm -hmm. of it. I was going only after the money. Not a great thing to do until I got laid off from the corporate world. For the first time, it was taken away from me. And that's when I started my business because I started really researching what did I want to do? with my life and I got the taste of freedom and that's why my book came from that at that taste when I got laid off is when I realized I love this freedom I want to be an entrepreneur I don't want to be told what to do and I don't want to go into an office every day and and be micromanaged and and contributing my ideas and then they walk away with my ideas Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to be in the driver's seat. I didn't no longer wanted to be that follower. So, yeah, my first taste was around 14 to 16.
0: Mm-hmm. when Beautiful. I
1: started getting that money
0: when you. So how would you describe your relationship with money when you were first introduced to money?
1: I would just spend what I had, spend, 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 never saved, just spend it because I liked it. I wanted it. And I felt I deserved it, and I and so I was not respecting money. Something that my coach has taught me too in the past is you got to respect your money. How do you treat your money? You know, just in the, just as simple as in your wallet. Taking if you have any any dollars, okay. Now I know we're a plastic environment and we use everything debit credit, but I when I have singles, whatever I have, it's laid out nice and neat. My pocketbook is neat. Everything is neat. I respect my money.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. And, and that's something that I've always, I've, I've been taught that. And, you know, cause I've worked with other people that have been money coaches, my business coach, she taught a lot about money concepts and it's respecting your money, dating your money, treating your money good, you yeah. know, date it uh, really well, you know, because, and then you wonder why money's not coming to you. Why are we not attracting money? Mm-hmm well, how are we, are we respecting it or not? You know, and that's the thing. So how are we going to get more if what we have, we're not even, excuse me, we're not even respecting it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I'm glad that one of your coaches had taught you that. (laughs) I know people miss that concept or we fall back into old patterns because it's easy, you know, like, especially if finances isn't your zone of genius and it's that's why it's so important to hire a money coach like myself or someone that you connect with because mm-hmm. you want to, you know as a business owner a creative you want to create and draw in money you want to focus your time on sales and launches not on the back end of okay you know what monthly subscription got canceled who missed a payment and all of that i mean there's so many intricacies in our operating expenses that we really want to optimize that so that our money multiplies, and then as the entrepreneur, we want to be able to say, "Oh, I got that taken care of. My money coach is working with me, and you know, like, and in, in my bookkeeper does all these little different, you know, like, tracking and reports for my accountant, mm-hmm. and you know, having that. Like, so many people want to build a team out, and I'm like, okay. So when you think about building your team, make sure your money operations procedures is completely in place especially when you're first starting out, when you can set up your business portfolio, cut yourself that paycheck, create these money buckets, as you grow and you scale, that system is going to be in place and it should be very simple. I mean, the Mm -hmm. systems I help create for entrepreneurs take less than it does for them to launch. And it's such a Mm -hmm. simple method. They look at me like, this is it. I'm like, this is it. (laughs) These are the
1: and you make a valid point because I work with new entrepreneurs. They're starting a business. Okay. But do you know where your money, how to manage your money? Do you have that in place? And, and I teach them about systems as well. And getting your, you know, your account, like having a separate account for your business and your personal account, having yeah. the two, that's something that I've been taught myself. Yeah. You want to have your money separate.
0: Yeah. And it's a must uh, for the tax mm-hmm. purposes. You you need to, you need to, you know, you don't get to, you need to. Um, it is a requirement to have your business expenses separate. I remember working at social security administration and entrepreneurs would come in and I would go through all their finances. I'm like, where's your business checking account? Oh, it goes into my personal checking account. Oh, no, no. You go leave here, go across the street to the bank and come back. Cause we're not, we don't combine our funds. And they're like, well, why exactly. not? Exactly. I go, because it's an IRS rule that you have to have your, a tracking of your business expenses. If you're intermingling it with your personal expenses, okay, one, you're not respecting money. And two, there's no distinct way for you to properly get credit for your business expenses because you're commingling everything. And um, they're like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs don't understand that concept because the amount of the money is so small. And in their mind, well, it's only X amount of dollars I can very well, but that's not the purpose. You want to establish this in the early, right when you start off, one of my clients just lost her nine to five and she's moving into the entrepreneurial world. And, you know, okay. like, and I'm, we're, this is, we had a conversation before this call about it. I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, da, da, da. and, you know, she's taking her notes and she's like, okay, what bank do you recommend? We talked about the different banks that she can use, creating the, the buckets that are appropriate for the business account, cutting that paycheck and transferring all over, you know, in mm-hmm. the sense of relief she had. And I love it because she's, she's an accountant by nature and she's like, I didn't know any of this. Wow. Yeah. Maybe because someone's an accountant or a bookkeeper, that's a total different ball game than a money coach. So as a wealth activator, I'm like, I help my clients multiply their money, but creating a system and having a place. And I was a treasurer for um, three not for profits for many, many years. And okay. it, I was talking to a bookkeeper I had um, interviewed on the show. And I was kind of like, what do you need a bookkeeper for? Like, why are people spending money on a bookkeeper? Well, one, they don't want to do the back end, which is totally cool. But I didn't understand how a bookkeeper or an accountant multiplies your money. And I learned that they don't. They track your money and they'll point things out to you that says, hey, you know, you yeah. spent a lot of money in this area. You might want to take a look at that. Whereas I'm going to look at it and say, okay, where's your budget to zero? This is what we're going to do. Like, okay, I'm just going to take the bandaid off. Straightforward shooter. This is what we're going to do. You want to maximize your earnings? Let's go over here. Let's look at what kind of an investor are you? Okay, and you're like, I'm not a financial advisor, but I work with one that I refer my clients to, who does a beautiful job setting up, uh, you know, their portfolio for their future. So, you know, like I suggest things that I personally will do because if I do them, then it's you know I have try and true methods for over thirty years, and that's mm-hmm. just. So- And people think, well, when I do this, when I do that, then I'm going to put this in place. No, put it in place from the get go. So it sounds like what you teach in your program. So tell us more about your program and and who you work with specifically and what's the best way to get in touch with you.
1: Okay. Yeah. So um, I work with new or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to leave that nine to five and want to start a business. So I help them with their business blueprint. And really creating their framework, the structure. And you know, one of the things that I teach them is creating a vision for their business. What is their value proposition? Who is their cl- perfect client going to be? How do they communicate that? What is their marketing messaging to them? So I really help them create that blueprint, business plan, whatever you want to call it, to really get them set up. And so part of that plan is setting up the foundations. These are the foundations that you're sharing here today are, from the beginning, setting your systems in place. Those Mm -hmm. processes in place, you know, building a team. You know, I I encourage them like when you're hiring a team, uh, something I've learned having standard operating procedures. Don't just hire a virtual assistant and think they're going to just know what to do. No, you have to teach them. You have to have procedures in place so that they know what to do. Something that I've had to learn, and I learned it the hard way because I assumed that they would know what to do, especially if they were an expert in that area. No, they weren't. So when I set up procedures, written procedures they now get it and they've been doing a great job for me and so these are all part of entrepreneurship so these are things that I've learned and I share them with my clients so yeah someone that just got laid off wants to reinvent themselves they might have been you know in a career for a long time and they're like I'm stuck I'm unhappy I'm unfulfilled right now I just don't know what I want to do with my career because you know I have experience in recruiting so if somebody wants to look for a job, that's not my primary, but my primary is really helping women getting their business up and running,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah. it, are those new ones, newbies. Yeah, the
0: health. brand newbies. Yeah, I did that the brand for, new one. That was my second niche. <laughs> Client yeah. Yeah. yeah, for brand new entrepreneurs ready to launch. Yeah, <laughs> ready to launch. You and want, that's want help. to get ready to launch, I should say, because they, they had nothing yes. they they never even had a client before so that's a beautiful thing exactly. to be as a coach cuz and really having someone solid like yourself that's going to implement these these SOPs the systems operation procedures so that it becomes simple and fun cuz you should not you know my husband's like oh do, do you have to work today and i'm like no, I don't have to work. I don't work. I like that to. sounds like a dirty word. I get to go do my job and have fun. And it's not really a job to me because it's my passion. It's my gifts and talents being utilized for the mission that I have.
1: Exactly. And
0: it changes it. And when I had struggled through the different niches, when I first started out imposter syndrome and not feeling worthy to be a financial coach. I was everything else. I was a health and fitness coach. I was a client attraction coach. I was a coach for women post-abortion. And I'm like, I don't like any of these things. No. <laughs> and now I know what I love. And it's like, where have I been? And just really knowing that and and you with that freedom formula, help the ladies, I'm assuming you just work with a woman, get into that nitty gritty and really connect with their gifts and talents so that they can serve in a way that's that is joy filled that does yes. that sense of peace so that when they're oh, yes. in their business and there's those days because we all know as entrepreneurs there's those roller coaster days and it's like why isn't this working focus on is working what's the best way for our audience to get connected with you so
1: yeah so on my website from jobtojoy.com, i have two great free offers that people can take advantage of i have a five step exit strategy from your corporate career and i also have the must-have essentials of a business plan that are available there and plus all my other resources are there on my website and you know your listeners take a look there and um, there's a lot of videos there as well as my uh, programs that i offer But I because I really can help you get from where you are here in your career to starting a business. And it's not just starting that business. It's we have to do the inner work Mm
0: -hmm. and my
1: freedom, seven step freedom uh, path is really getting them to do that inner work.
0: Yeah, that is so important. It is so important because as an entrepreneur, you are the CEO of you, and your company is you. There is no separation. So having that inner work first and foremost, and instilling that, and practicing it every day, that's what's going to help you multiply your money. In addition to dating Money Weekly. So thank you so much, Tina. What words of you. Them would you like to have share with our guest as we part? It
1: is you know believe in yourself. Know that you have value, you can do it. Don't don't wait for tomorrow. Take action today. Whatever that action is, it could be a very small thing, but fuel your soul, follow your passion, and the money will come.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you thank for sharing you, your time and your energy right. here with our audience. And for those of you listening, check the show notes for the links. Be sure to connect with Tina. Go grab her freebies on her website, especially if you're a brand new entrepreneur. And if you, or you're or you ready thinking, I don't like my nine to five. I want to be my own CEO. Go check it out. And if you're looking for help with wealth activation, let's chat. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make it's what you do with it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to rate the show. Give us some love. We would love your review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. And some words of advice, pay yourself first. Are you ready to partner with money? Go check out the money dating game at idatemoney.com and choose your partner. We hope you always get the date you want. Hey, hey, hey. thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire. With a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system, you get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.